Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome to Your New Grad RDH podcast with me, Astrida C., a.k.a. Your New Grad Coach. Today's episode is called Co-Diagnosing. What does that even mean? Um, When I was a new grad, I struggled with the whole concept of co-diagnosing because in most states, you're really not you're under direct supervision of the dentist and you're not really allowed to diagnose much of anything. Even though we are trained to spot periodontal disease, we can obviously tell when a patient is going to need scaling and root planning and when, you know, they're going to need x-rays, things like that. Um, We can see decay on an x-ray. That doesn't mean we're allowed to diagnose that. That's the doctor's job because we are under direct supervision of them. And so when I was a new grad, I struggled a lot with this because I felt as though I was on every end of the spectrum when it came to doctors and what their expectations were. I went from, I have a doctor that I still currently work for that you, you don't diagnose anything. You don't say anything. You don't say, even if you, even if it's a bombed out tooth, you don't say anything to that patient. You write it down on your little sticky note and tell the doctor what you saw, and the doctor relays all the information to the patient. You don't say anything. And then I've been to the other end of the spectrum where, you know, you're expected to tell them that they need perio, that, you know, there's suspicious lesions here, there, that this tooth is going to need a crown, this and that. And so I always really struggled as a new grad trying to figure out and navigate that as what. I was supposed to be relaying to the patients what information I was allowed to say um, and what information you could really give to the patient because, like I said, in reality, we're not diagnosing, we're co-diagnosing. So we're helping the doctor, you know, basically having two sets of eyes. The doctor's obviously coming in and doing their exam and they're going to tell the patient exactly what they see and what needs to be done because they're the doctors. But it's our job when we're doing, or at least the doctors say it's our job, And it's kind of what we were trained to do as well in hygiene school. It's our job to be able to spot these things to tell the dentist as well. You know, two eyes are better than one. So, you know, it's always better to be able to, like, the way I do it now is I, you know, except for the doctor that doesn't let me do anything, um, I always write down, like, on a sticky note what I see. If there's, like, a suspicious lesion I see on an x-ray that may or may not clearly be a cavity in my eyes, I just say to the doctor, you know, please eval number 30, decay mesial, question mark. You know, and then the doctor will decide, okay, that is a full-blown, you know, full-blown cavity. If I see a tooth, you know, a patient that has a tooth that's bombed out, I know it's probably either going to need, if if the doctor feels they can save it, it's either going to need a buildup in crown or or in a root canal possibly, or it's going to need extracted. If I know the doctor is okay with me discussing different treatment options with the patient, I'll say to the patient, well, there's a couple different courses you could potentially take depending upon how the doctor feels, how bad this situation is. You know, I'll say, okay, well, this patient or this tooth, it's either going to need a root canal built up and crown or it's going to need to be extracted. It really just depends on, you know, how the, if the doctor feels it's something that's savable or not. I never say definitively like you are 100% going to need a crown. You are 100% going to need a filling because you never want to put your foot in your mouth, making it seem like you told the patient one thing, but then the doctor comes in and tells the patient a whole nother thing. 
So, you know, that's a really big thing when I'm interviewing. I always, always, always ask the doctor is what's their expectation in terms of co-diagnosing? And this is why also I always feel like it's it's important and it's great to have the doctor see the, especially new patients, see the new patient first on their side so that they're the ones, you know, diagnosing, you know, any kind of restorative work that needs done. And then you can, if he wants you to, you can, or she, you can co-collaborate and co-diagnose on their periodontal disease and, or if they don't have periodontal disease, then obviously it's regular cleaning. But, you know, you're able to work together and figuring out what their next course of treatment is going to be. But if we bring them in first, then it's really kind of me deciding what it is. And some doctors don't necessarily always like that. Like I said, I've worked for dentists that are on both scales of the spectrum where, you know, they want you to do everything from you better be picking up that diagnodent to just to, to figure out if that's a carious lesion. You better be showing me any suspicious x you know, any suspicious things you see on the x-rays. If there's anywhere in the mouth that's chipped, broken, recession, abfractions, whatever, you better have that written down on a sticky note. But what I always try and do is just not tell the patient anything definitively. I'll say something along the lines of, you have some suspicious areas I want to discuss with the doctor and see what they feel, and they'll make the final decision as to what your restorative treatment is that's going to be needed. Um, I think it's horrible that we can't technically diagnose our own perio um, and you know what the patient needs, but I'll literally give the doctor a narrative just like I would if I was diagnosing to the patient what their what their perio status is and what they need, and I'll say, you know, patient has five, six millimeter pocking, heavy bleeding, heavy subcalc, radiographic bone loss on the x-rays. Um, I feel they need four quads of scaling and root planing, or I feel they need one to three teeth, X, Y, and Z teeth. Um, you know, are you okay with this? Can I proceed with treatment? Um, and the reason for that is just because, like I said, technically co-diagnosing is uh, like a gray area, but some doctors expect you to do more than other doctors are going to expect you to do. And I've had situations where I thought a patient needed scaling and root planing and the doctor felt they didn't. Um, and so it's really important that when you're interviewing, you really find out from that doctor what their expectations are of your co-diagnosing and whether you're okay with what they're expecting you to do. And so that you guys can be on the same page when it comes to co-diagnosing. But it is really kind of like a fine gray line because technically we are not allowed to diagnose anything. We're dental hygienists, but in technicality in most states, we can't even technically diagnose perio, even though that's what we're trained to do. You still have to have the permission, I guess you should could say, of the doctor to proceed with treatment. Um, and like I said, it's just... It's, it's something that when you go into an office, you need to be on the same page as your dentist and make sure that you're collaborating together to co-diagnose. And then once again, you'll have patients like or doctors like the doctor that I work for now that I don't diagnose literally anything. I'm lucky if I tell him a suspicious lesion and he agrees with me. Like I just let him do his thing. I keep my mouth shut when it comes to that because I know he doesn't like when I tell him what I see in terms of like suspicious lesions on an x-ray or like if, obviously if a tooth is broken, I'll tell him like, oh, there's a broken tooth on X, Y, and Z, but I never say, I think they need, you know, a crown. Like I, the, he does not like when I do that and that's, that's, that's their prerogative, whatever. I tell them anything I see, like, you know, they have 
they had, you know, a legend calculus from 6 to 11, or they had, you know, a bunch of calculus from, you know, 27 to 22, like, whatever. But in terms of, like, restorative treatment, he does not want me, you know, telling him or talking to the patients about what I think needs to be done until he says, okay, this is what needs to be done. And then if the patient has questions, then I go in and explain to the patient, even though I already know that's what they needed and that's why they needed it, I wait until he confirms exactly what treatment he wants to do. And then if the patient has questions as to why, I'll be like, okay, well, here on the x-ray, you know, you have a bombed out tooth. There's an abscess around your root. This is why you need a root canal, whatever. Whatever the procedure may be, I explain to them because I've already obviously seen it, but I'm just reiterating to this patient now what the doctor has said so that they understand why they need the treatment and by verbalizing and explaining to them why they need the treatment, they're more likely to accept the treatment and get the treatment done. So co-diagnosing is a very broad spectrum and it really just depends on your doctor, Um, but you know, when all else fails, you just never want to put your foot in your mouth and say that a patient needs something when they may or may not in reality. So I always play to the cautious side of I write everything on like a route slip or a, you know, tray cover or a sticky note or whatever of suspicious areas that I see. And then I relay that to the doctor and let them make the final decision. Um, You know, even with x-rays, sometimes patients will say, well, do you see any cavities on the x-rays? And I'll say, well, I didn't really get to look at them very well, but the doctor's going to take a thorough depth look of them and let you know what suspicious areas that you may have um, or what areas need attention or what areas of decay you have. I will never put my foot in my mouth and say, oh, yeah, you got a bombed out tooth on this one. That's got to go. Because what if it can be saved? What if the doctor feels like it can be saved with a root canal and a crown and you just told this patient that they need to have their tooth extracted? Well, now you're going to lose trust with that patient because you told them one thing and in reality they needed another. So I always just, I'm very vague about it. I say, well, you know, there may be some suspicious areas. We're going to have the doctor take a look and they will be the one to make the final decision. But it's definitely a conversation that can be very confusing as a new grad because you're taught that we're meant to diagnose perio, you know, we go and we show the doctor our x-rays and what we're seeing and things like that. And it's important to recognize and know these things, but we can't specifically tell these patients because we're not the ones diagnosing the treatment. We can't specifically go and tell the patients exactly what they're going to need done. That's up to the doctor to decide. (coughs) So it is a little bit of a gray area, but as long as you're in communication and collaboration with your doctor, you know, you can diagnose very beautifully. It can be a harmonious thing. You just have to make sure you're working with the right doctor and that you guys are on the same page in terms of what your expectations are with each other in co-diagnosing. So that was my explanation of co-diagnosing. What does that even mean? Um, And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any other questions or episodes you want to see brought up, please feel free to email me at newgradrdhpodcast at gmail.com. I love answering all your questions. I think this is great for to be able to answer new grad questions and to help you feel more confident and conquer the op after graduation. I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys.